The Chosen is the first ever multi-season television series about the life of Jesus the Christ and the followers he chose. This is an independent account of that TV series brought to you by the Tally.life. Welcome to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. G'day and welcome to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast, otherwise known as the T-U-C-B. That's a little abbreviation I'm trying to get floating out there. It's DJ Payne here with you, and as always, joining me on the journey is the wonderful Evan, a.k.a. The Prophet. Yes, yes. On this journey, how are you, I'm guys? good. <laughs> I, I appreciated the uh, the applause last uh, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Yeah, I got carried away on the sound effects last week. Uh, we had uh, all sorts of all sorts of stuff going on there. But this is this is our this is our fourth episode of the unofficial chosen broadcast. I'm beginning to feel like, uh, you know, we're 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 actually something. You know, if you can get past episode four or five, you know, you're you're an actual concern. It's it's official. I mean, once you need to abbreviate your title, you know that people yeah. are, are saying it enough in conversation that they have to abbreviate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Years, t, I've got to, I've got to get it. I've got to let it roll off my tongue a bit better. The T U C B T U C B. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's no sort of. You can't really the tuck I don't know if that works. The you t- can't sort of say the it. Tuck-bu. Well, it kind of sounds. It sounds like we're we're talking about a specific Jewish prayer or something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> are, are you doing the tukpa? Um <laughs> So it's yeah, very we'll run fitting. With that. We'll run with that. Uh, now, listen. Um, we I, I want to get into spe- uh, some specifics about this last week that's been because there's something that could have been a massive spanner in the works with your practice of viewing the chosen on a date night Monday night with your wonderful wife, Hannah, because, you know, and to, to, to reveal the, to, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit and to let you, you let you all inside the, you know, the, the very exciting production, uh, you know, production that is the unofficial chosen broadcast. Uh, Evan and I record these on Tuesday in the middle of the day. Uh, we then, I then go away and edit them over the next couple of days and it comes out live on the telly as a as a you know broadcast on the Friday and then as a podcast on the Monday, we all know the routine of that. But your your step in the in the in the in the production here, Ev, is on the Monday night. As we've already said, you sit down with Hannah, and it's date night to watch an episode of The Chosen. Date night for the ch- Tukba. Um. For the for the Tukba, <laughs> but but this past Monday, this past Monday, i.e., yesterday, wasn't just any 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 other Monday in the calendar. No, it, it was apparently everyone's birthday in our <laughs> network. It, we got a lot of Valentine's babies in our in our circle, bro. We we uh, <laughs> you got. I to like celebrate. the way you've gone back nine months before <laughs> before November the fifteenth. Almost and gone, to hang the on, day. That's Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's Valentine's we, Day. It, um, it was Hannah's birthday. You had Ryland yeah. on on the telly for for his birthday. Yes, it was some some of your family members' birthdays, but um, my, no, I my youngest my youngest son's birthday as well. And I so for you, you know, date night with your wife Hannah. Uh, does that get interrupted because of birthdays? Uh, usually, I I try and do something on the day, but this time we because there's a tradition. Okay, in our house, you might see. I mean, you'll see the 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 listeners yeah. can't. There's a, there's a Christmas tree behind me, a little bit early. Yeah. Um. So. A birthday tradition for Hannah 
is that we will put up the Christmas tree and Michael Bublé's Christmas album comes out of hibernation and the kids can't complain that the, the boobster's playing again because <laughs> it's, it's for Hannah's birthday. So we did that on Sunday, did the breakfast in bed, all that stuff, and, and made Sunday a bit more about her birthday. And then uh, okay. Monday night, the top so, yes, so Monday night was still So Monday night was still the episode of The Chosen. Yeah. Come on. I love it. The top prevailed. Well, the Tuckpa the Raid's true. <laughs> well, we've got a really interesting episode. We're in we're in Season 1, Episode 3. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I'm trying to squeeze into the intro part of the show here a little bit of news around The Chosen and The Chosen broadcast. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and there's always a lot of stuff going on with The Chosen. And one thing I wanted to point out to everybody is, and I'm very mindful of not giving out spoilers and stuff as well, but George Harrison... Uh, Xanthus, I'm pretty sure that's how I pronounce his name, George H. Xanthus, is an Australian actor, and he's the guy that plays John, the Apostle, the Apostle John, in the show. I want to recommend everybody go follow George Harrison Xanthus, George H. Xanthus, on Instagram. He's got about 18,500 followers already. He's, he's not doing too shabby. He's only following 500 people, so the ratio is really good. But this guy, look, not all the actors and people involved in, in The Chosen are a really good follow on social media, but George is out there, mate. He's got his hustle going. He's, 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 got, a, he's got a podcast out there called Act Up, and it's, a, and it's an acting podcast. Uh, where he where he does uh, audio podcasts with a lot of the people involved in the chosen, and he's just done his first video podcast of this on his YouTube channel, with uh, the latest episode of his podcast with with Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays Jesus. Nice. G'day everyone, welcome to the Act Up podcast, uh, and we've got a really cool guest on today, a really good friend of mine, Jonathan Rumi. Eh. It's funny because we, we might there might be a there might be a video version of this so you can see us kind of doing a little bit of a of a face like really good friend I don't know um, but uh, that's pushing it it's, it's a bit much a bit kind much. of presumptuous <laughs> um, but yeah it's really great to have you on man I've been wanting to chat to you a little bit and uh, obviously as you know for those who are listening this is like a acting style podcast performance art that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, we, we, and we act up sounds like it's a, uh, acronym for something else like the Tuckba, <laughs> but it's just act up. It's in the same, <laughs> it's the same, it's the same, same vibe there. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm putting George out there. I'm putting George on notice out there. You know, he's an excellent actor. He's just got a brand new film out now in cinemas and on demand. Uh, it's going to scare the living daylights out of you and it's going to freak you out even more. If you only want to see George Xanthus as John the Apostle, do not go and see his new movie called The Accursed because it's a horror movie. All right, it's a it's a modern horror movie. He doesn't play John the Apostle. He just plays this poor guy. He gets scared a lot. All right, so watch out for that. But a great follow. Go go uh, check out his podcast and uh, you know go follow him there. And the reason why we're putting him on notice is because you know eventually we're going to get him on this podcast, Ev, and we're going to interview him. It's going to happen. He's a massive footy head. He's a big Rabbitohs fan. He's uh, right into soccer as well, uh, Liverpool and all of that. So hopefully you can bring some sport knowledge because I've got none. I, I can try. I mean, I'm uh, I'm not that sporty, but much like a lot of Rabbitohs fans, I don't have all of my original teeth. So 
we can relate. <laughs> we can relate on that uh, note. <laughs> um, see if I can pull my false ones. <laughs> He'll feel right at home. He'll feel right at home. I love, I love the fact that you've gone there. Hey, listen. As we've mentioned, um, the, uh, the the chosen is doing a massive Christmas special. They've got a whole bunch of Christian music artists to perform with them. One of the artists, a new group that I really, really love, made up of um, a lot of family members. You know, uncles, aunts, cousins, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, is a group called We the Kingdom out of uh, Nashville in the states. They've got a brand new song called Child of Love, featuring Bear Reinhardt of Need to Breathe. I want to play that to you now, and we'll be back as we uh, as we get down into an episode rundown on the unofficial chosen broadcast. You are travelling with DJ Payne and the Prophet on the unofficial chosen broadcast. Welcome back to the unofficial chosen broadcast, T-U-C-B. It's DJ and Evan, <laughs> the Tuckbar, the Tuckbar here. We are talking about The Chosen, Season 1, Episode 3, Jesus Loves the Little Children is the name of this episode. Jesus Loves the Little Children. Uh, now, this, this like all the, uh, the first half of Season 1, came out on the 19th of April, 2019. This one... Uh, we noticed that the, the, the second episode was a little bit shorter than the first one. This one, shorter again, we've gone down to half an hour of an episode. 30 what, did, you, did you notice that straight away? I, as soon as it did, I was like, hey, this one's only 30 minutes. I was like, there's, <laughs> I, I kind of dig that there's, you don't know what to expect. There's no set format or formula. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to land. Like, where is it going to start? Who's it going to follow? It's, it's, yeah, well, it's keeping me on my toes. I love it. We'll talk about keeping on your toes. We made a point of saying over the last last couple of episodes, uh, they've they've done the trick of. You thought this was a show about Jesus? <laughs> We're going to save him for the last scene. <laughs> How do you like that? And they've just snuck him in at the end. Well, this one they've gone. They, you know, they've just as you got used to that on this third episode, they're like, "Ha ha! You want an episode of Jesus? How about all Jesus all the time?" Yeah, <laughs> like this, this is hundred percent Jesus episode. So I, you know, I rem- this seems to be out of all the episodes in season one, this is a very talked about episode. Uh, episode three of season one is a real make it or break it episode. I notice a lot of people either saying, "Right, I'm in." Or this is not for me, as they watch this episode. So let's get into a little bit about the storyline of it. It's a very simple storyline, but there's so much in it. So we open up the pre-title, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, act of it, like the pre-title. Before we get to the titles, there we have a opening scene of, and it just cuts straight into it. Jesus in a little camp out, you know, in the in the wilderness by himself. Uh, having a prayer session, basically, a, a we can hear we can hear um, you know parts of the prayer session as he's praying to we hear Father, we hear you know glorify, we hear your name, we hear these different things, but it seems that he is praying in great um, angst and great pain. We don't really know when this is, where it is, or what's happening. But uh, we see that scene. So it, when it opened with that, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I've got to try and picture where, where are we picking up in the story?" 
what what's happening here because the prediction from last week you said what are your predictions i said i bet you you know i've got a feeling there'll be another episode of just set up like setting up for yeah. plot lines or maybe just dedicate to some more character development or something anyway and i went to that prayer and i was i, I noticed that like you said it was it was pretty intense i'm like oh, okay is this is this a part of the wilderness thing is this like he's getting yeah. ready for his calling is this you know, before a particular event where he goes to a certain place where there's some intense stuff and then titles roll and you're like, let's, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Let's yeah, there's a lot. Happening. There's a lot of moments in in that anguish prayer where we're like, "Oh man, I don't like. Where is he going? He's looking at certain items. It seems that he's got some peace about something. Then he's looking angsty again, and he's and you're like, I don't know what's going. Well, we go to the titles, and then we go straight into an everyday, uh, more lower class home of young Abigail. Uh, yeah, Abigail play, played by Rena Osbay. I hope I'm saying that right, Rena Osbay. Um, Rena Osbay. I'm gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna guess she's ten, eleven, somewhere around there. Well, she had a scroll doll. I think. I don't know she, if it's for the same brand, <laughs> but she had a scroll doll. So whatever age that is. <laughs> our marketing. Our marketing department is very happy. Uh, young Abigail is uh, is definitely uh, on board with the scroll doll there. So she's she's a she's a young girl. We get the title screen of this is now on the outskirts of Capernaum. Uh, in AD 26. So we're in the same time that we spent the last two episodes uh, in. We aren't we are going, you know, forwards or backwards. And this young lady is, you know, going out for a skip on, on the day and she stumbles over Jesus's campsite. Um, and any as any young girl uh, with her doll does, you know, she, she starts going through and playing with the different items that she's finding there. She sees some food, she sees some different stuff. And then she hears, uh, you know, someone returning, and of course, it's Jesus uh, with his very, uh, very hip, uh, you know, leather leather apron <laughs> apron on, just out of the uh, out of the, uh, the, the you know the hipster uh, coffee shop there. Uh, you know, coming back to his camp, she runs and hide, uh, runs and hides uh, behind a very um, conveniently placed uh, half wall there, uh, broken down old wall. And he notices straight away that someone had been there and they, they catch a glimpse of each other and off she goes. She's racing back home. Uh, we, then, we then get, you know, glimpses of Jesus, um, you know, setting up for the night, starting a fire, you know, getting ready for bed and all that type of stuff. And then we go to Abigail's home. Now, I'll put it to you. I don't know if you noticed who Abigail's, and I don't expect you to because this is your first time through, Abigail's mum did you notice who that was? No. So when it showed her folks, I was like, man, the, the camera's lingering on her, on her parents a bit. I'm like, I, I'm keen to know who these guys are. Because yeah. I, I thought they were setting us up for another disciple, maybe. I was looking at her dad. I was like, okay, where, where are we going? And, um, <laughs> well, it, it took me, I remember it was only, I can't remember. It might have been on my third, third or fourth watching through it when I was showing other people The Chosen as you want to do. And I, I like to show people this episode. If people don't really know, I, I, if I want to cut to the chase and really give them something about it, I'll go to this episode. But it was only in the third or fourth watching when I watched this when I realised, oh my goodness, the mum is the hairdresser from with Mary from last episode. Come on. And as she's talking and she's talking about Johanna's hairdresser, 
because I, you know, and she's talking about how the shop is not going well and she's going to have to sell. She's actually talking about the other hairdresser that is there with her. But she needs to focus her time on helping him get better so he can return to work before they give his job to someone else. <sighs> she just seems so scared. Abigail's mother hasn't got a name yet in the show. Uh, so we're just going to call her Abigail's mum. She's a hairdresser who works with Mary. She was the one that encouraged Mary to do the uh, the plait in the lady's hair and encouraged her with the flowers. Wouldn't it be nice if we had flowers? Uh, she's the one on the last episode who encouraged Mary to leave early to set up because you've got so much to do for the Shabbat meal. This is Abigail's mum. All right, so there's the tie in there. I'm, I'm it, starting to... I just say that... Be- Guess yeah, who she I, might just, be. I just say that yeah. because it's it's fun and it's nerdy. It's not like it makes the plot any more important yet. Abigail's mum, and I, and I love the, I love that. Uh, like every male can relate to. I maybe it's just me, Evan. You can correct me because I know you're a lot more woke than I am. <laughs> uh, your wife is telling you a long, detailed plan of what's happening in the day and with her friends, and then all of a sudden he wakes up when he realizes. He wakes up to the conversation when he realizes she's actually put him down to do something. Hang on, what have I got to do? I've got to, what? After work, I've got to do what? Do you think you could stop by tomorrow to see if she needs help with anything? Hmm? Can you stop tomorrow to see if she needs help with anything? Joanna. You sign me up for something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. It's like, oh, good, oh, good. We've got a normal, a normal husband and wife relationship here. It's not just me. This is like everybody else. Abigail is, uh, you know, the next day she's uh, she's got permission to take her friend uh, uh, Joshua, played by young uh, Noah Cottrell, played really well by young Noah Cottrell, and together the two of them sneak back to Jesus's campsite where Jesus is about to have, um, you know, a meal. He's sitting down and Jesus, this is, and again, I think this is where it's, why it's a make it or break it episode. Jesus does the universal thing that any person who loves children will do to get them on side. He starts making fart noises with his mouth, knowing that that's that's the funniest (laughs) thing that a kid can hear. He knows that as the, as the, as the creator of the universe, he knows like, you know, <laughs> start kids doing love fl- fart noises. <laughs> yeah, start doing a few, <laughs> and the kids are going to crack up. Think it's the funniest thing, hearing adult do that. Sure enough, it works, and they they take a moment, and I think I think they do this in a really, uh, 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 you know, a really sweet and genuine way. And it's a, it's hard in the age that we live in in 2021, and in the age that we live in where people think of religious institutions are all have got a bad reputation with their relationship with children. You know, I'll leave it there. I don't want to go into into the dark details around that. But they make a point of Jesus being very honourable and saying, look, don't go, you know, they stranger danger, you know, he stays away from them, he's not touch. you know, all that type of stuff. They take a moment to sort of set that scene. We could go on and on about how it works out, but basically for the half hour of this of this episode, it's it's a week to two weeks of Jesus' life hanging out with about seven or eight young people, Abigail and Joshua's young friends, all, uh, I will say they're all um, pre-pubescent or pre-puberty, you know, type of thing. I don't, none of them look visually like a teenager. They're not, or you know, they're of that younger, younger sort of uh, age group there. I'll put it this way. Jesus is basically having a practice run through of what it's going to be like having students as a teacher 
You know, it's a really simple daily, you know, the day-to-day life of Jesus as a craftsman, as a craftsperson, you know, getting his stuff ready, you know, selling and trading his crafts, you know, wandering off. But it's all based around this space, this one place, his campsite, uh, and and we get his relationship with these young children, and you know to 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 sum it up as he he teaches them and there's some beautiful teaching moments, and then as he he tells him he's going to leave, and when he leaves he leaves a note and some stuff for young, young Abigail because she's very poor you know they come from a poor family, she leaves him he leaves them some crafted toys little you know little toy set for a scroll doll, uh, that's a great there's a, there's a great ma- you know merchandising opportunity as well. Jesus play you can set. now get the house for your scroll doll. The, the, get, the, get the Jesus crafted, you know, house set there for the scroll doll. And, and uh, uh, with, you know, horses not included, crafted horses not included. That's an extra extra thing we can sell. She takes a moment and she's there just as a simple child playing with the, with the toys that Jesus provided. End of the episode. Right. End of the episode. Jesus has wandered off. Your initial, your initial takes, bro. Well, before that, I've got to, I've got to get this pun out because you said that it didn't come with a crafted horse. The, the scroll doll's yeah. horse could be the scroll foal. Um, for the, <laughs> yeah. he, anyway, all right, pun's done. I love it. I love it. Come I love on. it. The scroll foal. Yeah. Scroll foal not included. Scroll foal not included. <laughs> but um, man, I had yeah. I had heaps of thoughts because I knew you know off. My prediction that that it would be a, a not a filler episode, but a, but a setup episode of just let's. Yes. You, you've had these little peaks of of Jesus, like where you said he pops up at the end. Surprise! It, it's actually a show about yep. me. Um, let's dedicate an episode to him and let's get a little obscure. But I think it was important because anytime you see artwork depictions and this and that, when they're trying to show this guy who who has time for children, this busy teacher who cares for children. Um, it's yeah. always just this, you know, he's sitting there, he's got a lamb on one knee, there's all these kids and he's all, it's just a bit weird. It's, these photos, it's always yeah. like, come, gather, sit with me, you know, like just yeah. this, this guy <laughs> who's just doing his thing at his campsite and these kids yeah. are noticing there's something different about this guy, you know, and, and the first yes. thing he says, I love it, is is this sense of, of boundaries and safety the first thing he one of the first sentences he says is hey you're really smart to come back with a friend um yeah instead of wandering around by yourself to a stranger kind of thing and um he gets an but there's, a, there's another meaning to that as well that comes in Ooh. you know full circle at the end at the end of the episode where he says i hope you i hope my next followers Oh, are like, going to be like you, like you guys, yeah. Abigail. Oh, then there's so they much bring gold because because you know when when you hear a lot of stuff about you know Jesus had time for kids, Jesus loved kids. He told people stop, yes, don't don't stop the kids from from coming to to hear it. Like the a few of the first observations is something that me and Hannah have talked about a lot, which because we we do a lot of traveling as a family. Like our kids have been to more countries at their age than most adults have been, and we yes. noticed that something about western culture is kids are often seen as a burden or a chewer or you know oh. uh, we just want to talk to the, to your parents can you guys stop distracting us like but when we go to a place that's not a western culture our kids are like they're in the zone we, we go into a place no one cares if they're noisy they're embraced they're welcomed um often yes. in other cultures 
a lot of people when we we go to visit somewhere or go have a feed they will say hi to the kids and stuff first then talk to us because they want them to be involved they want them to be included they're not you know oh go somewhere else and make sure we can see you but don't be noisy you know what i mean like and yeah, i just yeah. love that they're like jesus is like he he wants them to be a part of it and i mean how often do we unknowingly prevent the kids from coming to jesus because we don't want to be yeah. distracted from the important god talk and i oh and yeah. and that's a, that's a great that's a that's a great that's a great moment to to say you know they've really you know taking the time at the beginning and it also also shows you a lot of the heart behind the people making the chosen of who's this for as well it's not just for the adults who want a drama this is for children to connect with as well mm. hey listen we've got to take another break uh real quick and i'm and i'm handing over i think this is a great pattern that we've got going on here uh for the broadcast part of the show on the telly.live we get to play out the full song and i'm handing you over the song choice uh, and if i know and if I, if I know you at all it's going to be some sort of throwback aussie hip-hop song that you're gonna of course you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Of course, but I'm going to tie it into the theme. Actually, I'm going to do a double segue. For the broadcast, we're going to play a group called Broadcast. Um, Oh, yes. (laughs) And these two guys, known them for a long time, amazing artists, amazing dudes, but they're also school teachers, not just hip-hop heads. And That's true. Mastermind and Kaleo. Yes, school teachers. And so, uh, you know, there's an episode about having teaching moments for the kids. This song's called Stay True. And it's just a good message for for youngsters to understand that, much like what Jesus said in this episode, the things you're passionate about, the way you are, serves a greater purpose when the times are right. So stay true to who you are and and what it is that you do because there will be a bigger purpose to it. Boom. That's a segue. What a great introduction. This is it. Broadcast. Stay true. You're on the unofficial chosen broadcast. Mastermind, broadcast the crew, helping you pass the time. Scorch half your crew, applying the art of rhyme. Draw cards is huge and usually hard to find. Your market bruised by the large design of true divine lines written to choose you by. So who are the guys that are due to rise? BK, incredibly bringing the truth to life. Kaleo here, yes, my name is unusual. Suitably mine, yet disguised to confuse you all. Keep swimming against the current, the unofficial chosen broadcast. Yes, seek the truth like you're selling mold up. Cause truth's worth a lot like discovering gold bars. We stand strong and we never will falter cause of yourself and awareness of culture. Mastermind and Kaleo, together they were broadcast. I don't know if they ever officially called it a day, but that was their track, Stay True, from 2010, going back all that time. Oh, Brisbane group from Australia. You can find their videos on YouTube still. And uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, with that pick there, Prophet, you, you, you're breaking my heart because I love those guys so much. I wanted the most underrated Aussie hip-hop crew ever. I wanted them to become huge, right. absolutely huge. 
Uh, but life gets in the way. Anyway, anyway, it's DJ here. We're, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, episode three, uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children, um, and that is, uh, you know, part of the chosen broadcast here. We've just talked about the outline of the episode very, very roughly. Uh, Ev, what, you know, there's so many little glimpses and scenes and moments throughout this throughout this episode. I absolutely love it because it is, uh, it gives you such a great sense of place. You know, they really set up, you know, this little campsite by the river, by the stream. It's got this here. We've got an old broken down wall here. He's got his tent over here, the fireplace. They have, they have a sense of space here. And the way that it is filmed with the children, uh, you know, coming and helping, coming and going, Jesus spending his time there. I, I get a really, it's only half hour long, but I feel like I've lived there for a while, you know, you know, with, with Jesus there. And we also get a sense of time because the other thing to make a note of, we realise that this episode actually takes place before the the first episode of the chosen that we saw this actually takes place previously because part of the way through Jesus explains that he's got to meet a lady and help a lady out and yeah. we realize that's Mary so this is actually like a a, a pre episode episode flashback to to the to the yeah we've gone back in time and seeing it here what's some other I mean there's so much we can pull out of here but I know you've oh, got so much to say about geez. it so let's just let's just let's just you know shotgun all over this and see where we end up get the moments yeah what's what's some other moments yeah because for me it's like it's you know if if they were set in a building or an office there would be a, a bottle episode you know where yes. and every every series has a bottle episode you know where something happens oh we're, we're, we're trapped someone we lost the key and then it's all about developing characters <laughs> where they're just stuck in the office for the whole episode you know what i mean it's like a bottle yeah. episode but it reminded me of like those old you know that some of our favorites from the early 90s where it's like you know it's like the summer holidays but instead of these 90s kids going to build a, a tree house they're going to yes. help this this dude that they found that's like this awesome teacher and he's teaching them how to make toys for other kids and how to fish and talking about stuff that the boys in that town would have been learning in their Torah school from the law, but practically respecting the girls to be a part of the conversation. Anyway, heaps was happening, but my my (laughs) first jump out moment was one, a really cool way to portray Jesus's character of this patient caring guy who also cares for kids but it also convicted me as well to be like oh man that's that is pretty you know a good way to try and be like the kids are just blasting question after question after question like kids do but it's so easy for that to get really old really quick especially (laughs) when you're working on a project and he's crafting away and he's building this thing and he's just he's asking he's answering every question he's being patient he's and I love these. Like, man, I hope that the people that I'm actually here to meet uh, are like you guys and aren't afraid to ask those types of questions to me. And yes. it hit me so hard with one to be like him and being a bit more patient with people, even when you're working on projects. <laughs> and two, that um, that childlike faith of saying, you know what, we've got this thing in our head that we have to have all the answers or that. You know, it, it's dumb to ask, you know, simple questions or whatever, but that's the heart of a of a good disciple is someone who's questioning things, who's asking things, even if they seem simple and not being afraid to actually get yeah. to know who this guy is 
by questioning the simplest things. And that yeah. was just this underlying beautiful theme of, of so many takeaways for, you know, someone as an individual to want to be like, man. But there's heaps. Yeah. Let's let's keep shock at rapid fire, man. What what do you got? <laughs> what, what was a jump out for you? you know, and again, I love. I, I really do love everything about this episode. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it was a. Uh, I, I think for the writers for Dallas and the other writers in, in creating this episode, it's a bit of a gamble. It's a bit of a risk because they're going to go. They're going. You know what? We're going to make up a scenario before Jesus's public ministry, as he's getting ready for his public ministry. With all characters that are not in the Bible, like like we're going to yeah. make up a completely made up scenario, and we're going to see how it rolls. You know, we're gonna we're gonna soak it in a lot of scripture. We're gonna soak it in this, and it could go so wrong, yeah. so easily. <laughs> it could go so wrong so easily. But I think having this moment before we go into his public ministry, which we've just started in episode two when he sits down with Mary at the Shabbat dinner, to go be- before that and to see how he was preparing, I, in, in a really human way, like we don't go to the wilderness with the devil. Mm. You know, we don't go 40 days in the wilderness with miraculous things happening. We go, Jesus, for a week or two, in this little outskirts of Capernaum with a group of kids hanging around, what does he do? And the the human elements of 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 the, how Jonathan Rumi and the creators d- decide to depict Jesus in this, from starting a fire, right? He doesn't just do the "I dream of genie" wink, not yeah. <laughs> fire, yeah. or or the bewitched the nose twitch. Yeah, yeah, or the bewitched wiggle his nose and the fire begins. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do that. He doesn't, and I'm sure they were tempted to go. You know what? We could do. And the mo- even more controversial, and I've actually heard people upset at this one. We don't go into details, but you see Jesus is working with wood. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting little nerd point where the girl, the the, the young people mm. say, "You're a carpenter," and he says, "No, I'm a craftsman." And that's a really interesting point because we say Jesus is a carpenter, but that word. The actual meaning of that word is craftsperson. Doesn't actually mean carpenter. What Jesus was, and Joseph, you know, what the family business was. So Jesus is working with wood. He's got a lot of sharp knives, chisels, saws, you know, blades, everything like that in his kit. And there's one simple scene when he's by himself at night, getting ready for bed, and he's got a he's got a a, a nice serious bit of a gash on his arm. You know that he's obviously done with with you know somehow picking up a piece of wood or one of his tools or anything like that. And you see himself treating it, wrapping it up. And he doesn't just go, yeah. again, he doesn't go, oh, I'll just do a bit of a God rub here and magic, it's gone away. He, and again, a lot of people, a lot depending on where you come from in your faith, not exactly happy about that depiction of Jesus. They want to see this miraculous guy. They don't want to see this this human who mm. was able to be hurt, who is who is treating his stuff, who at the end of the night after a long day's work is like, oh, I've got to yeah. do some stretches before bed because I'm a human being. I loved this and aspect There was of heaps. Like, like he was chopping up the vegetables before cooking and, uh, you yeah. know, and I was like, man, that's the thing. He, the kids woke up before him. Like most adult guys, yes. <laughs> the kids who it's like, well, you couldn't have come half an hour later. Like, no, the kids are excited. They're going to be there they must, early. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it really humanized him. And I think I'm the opposite. I'm like, man, if, if he was, 
you know, hovering around all the time and, and doing all the miraculous things for no purpose. I'd, I'd, I'd think the opposite. I'm like, why, why aren't you humanizing this, this yes. character? Like, you know, and, and yeah. I mean, yeah. It, when he did perform miracles, it was usually for a specific purpose. It wasn't to make his life more comfortable. So I think oh, that makes that's a g- some great, great sense. Point. Like his miracles were always for a purpose, either to teach his disciples or to reveal, you know, a, a glimpse yeah. of, of the power of, of God's spirit. So I think, um, you know, yeah. it wasn't, oh, I'm going to make my life a little easier and <laughs> and and make the fire happen. Like, you know, he's a, he's a man, he's a dude. Who yeah. just also so happens to be God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I love I love this aspect of it. The other another another moment that I, I really loved in, in this is Jesus teaches his first students, the children, the you know the you know the the seven or eight kids that are hanging around him, girls and boys. Um, he teaches them often through the scripture, whether mm. he's singing a psalm or whether he is. Uh, asking them, you know, do they what they've learned and everything, and he's bringing out what they've already been taught and what they've learned, and it's all very scriptural based. I love the fact that he keeps on asking them about different things out of God's word. But there's a moment where he asks them if they know, um, it pronounced. I think the Jewish way to pronounce it is the Shema or Shema, mm. uh, which is the prayer that you know, you know, everybody, you know, the highest prayer, you know, that Jews learn and stuff. And the kids all know it, of course. They recite it every day. They're good practicing Jews. You all know how to pray the Shema. Yes. Oh, I would love to hear it. You lead us. Hear Israel. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And it shall come to pass if you surely listen to the commandments of The acting on Jonathan Rumi's face yeah. of... You know, God who wrote that and was there for it to see children reciting it. Oh, oh. Right, that was that was the the boom. Each episode's got that that one <laughs> sprinkle of the the, the <laughs> that little finesse, the, the salt bay, <laughs> spiritual salt bay, <laughs> sprinkled over it. Yes, Just beautiful, very good. Mr. Jenkins is just sprinkling that. That was that was a big heart yes. moment where he's just he's just absorbing that. Like man, hearing these kids yeah. recite something so but beautiful. He, but again, such it was it was such a human moment. Mm. Like even the weird expression, and I'm picking on Jonathan Rumi as an actor. His choice, you can sort of almost see him him as Jesus experiencing something like yeah. Oh, oh, like, like I'm experiencing, like he's he's got this look in his face, like what? And the emotion that he go he runs through in that scene is phenomenal. Yeah. And and for me, I think this is the this is the episode where I felt I was in safe hands. I didn't feel I didn't know yet which way to go. And even though, and this is why this is such a paradoxical ex- episode, we are. Altogether out of scripture here. We are, even though this episode is soaked in scripture, whether it's Jesus having a practice run through basically of the, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, the prayer, teach us how to pray, our Father who are, you know, he's he's giving them a run through that. Whether he's coming up with different ideas, talking about justice to the children, quoting the Bible, you know, to them. 
I this is you know even though, like I said we're we're in we're in you know out totally on uncharted territory here, but this is where I finally got a sense of where we're going with you know the person. Mm. Um, you know, and and again, not not everything I was totally excited about. Like I remember, and and on repeated viewings, I, I think you know, the, he Jesus makes a point that he doesn't have any money. He makes it, you know. So there's part of me that goes, you know, as someone who is a runs a business and realizes we need money in the world. I'm like, hang on, are they trying to teach my children that Jesus is a communist and we're just all supposed to be hippies and living? You know, like I'm just sort of go and trade uh, our yeah, craft. Yeah, let's just go to a bartering, co- you know, community. Look, you know, and because he he makes a point of that, and I was, and I'm again, this is how I'm filtering everything, watching it because I watch everything like this with my children because I know there's so many different programming things that they want to put into your kids' minds. But the overwhelming sense of of Jesus having time, Jesus being human, and Jesus, you know, relying on God's word as the way forward, I finally was like, oh, okay, Dallas, Mr. Jenkins, I'm going to trust. I trust you. You've earned my trust with this episode. So you know, this is why this one's such an important, important one one to me. Um, one last shout out, uh, you know, as far as little notes in this one, and I don't know where this is going to go, but Rabbi Josiah, the the children's rabbi, gets mentioned twice. But Rabbi Josiah says this. But Rabbi Josiah says there's no yeah. new prophets <laughs> that the the Messiah is going to be a military leader. You know, the, and again, I know how much you love this, Ev. This is what you know we wanted in our. Uh, you know, mm. what was happening in the time. And we get this out of the voices of the kids very clearly. I love the fact that Jesus teaches them respect for the rabbi, but yet let's look at the scripture. Yeah. We're in the yeah. scripture, you know. I love that. It's so good. There's so many gold nuggets in this this episode. It's like a assortment box of just awesome <laughs> <laughs> flavors like i felt like i opened up the forest gump package of uh of cho- whatever magical chocolates his mum gave him my mum always said life was like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get because i'm like i'm just getting this like these little gold nuggets yes. of 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 treats every now and then of, of like that one thing i loved it where he said to the kids very respectfully but in a way that was teaching them to continue to healthily question things where he said look your rabbi is a very smart man yeah but sometimes even the smart people lack wisdom yeah let's go back to the scripture where where in scripture does it say those things yeah um i, I love it and then like the fact too that I think we get it painted in our head that Jesus was very anti-Jewish tradition. Yes. And, you know, because for for various reasons. But we go so far down that line of thinking that we forget the the beauty of the law and the beauty of the heart behind the law when it's all done healthily. Like we were talking about, you know, with the attitudes towards the Sabbath last last episode yes and i love too that it really painted this picture of him honoring some of the the jewish traditions and habits in such a beautiful way that just brought the heart back into 
habits that may have lost heart due to repetition or or, or attitudes. And I think for those kids, oh yeah, man. it was it was so good. And and it will, we'll wrap up this this section. I love the fact that he is, you know, and again, this is going to be hard for some people, depending on where you come from and what your tradition is. He is ethnically Jewish. Yeah. Like this is, and he's hanging out with Jewish kids. And this is, and it's an important part of the story that that evangelicals and Catholics and Christians of all flavors, we lose that part of the story so quickly mm. and wanting to make Jesus like, like ourselves, like this. Here's my picture of Jesus. Yeah. He's a blue-eyed, you know, blonde-haired, surfy guy down at like you know, just like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. But this is historically a Jewish man dealing, you know, dealing with yeah. this. And I love the fact that they they really you know set that up in this episode. Let's take a quick break, and we're yeah. going to wrap up our discussion on on uh, on this fantastic episode of the Chosen here on the unofficial Chosen broadcast in just a moment. Pay it forward. Tell someone about the unofficial chosen broadcast today. It's DJ Payne and Evan the Prophet here. We are wrapping up our discussion of episode three of season one of The Chosen. Uh, you know, this, This I, I think you've described it best, Ev, in saying that this is like uh, Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's a great, you never know what you're going to get in each scene, but each scene is just like, oh, this is great. What, an ex- what a surprise. This is, yeah. this is wonderful. Um, and, and it's such a simple, simple, heartfelt little episode, but yet, you know, says so much about it all. Uh, and about the Jesus, how does this? How do you feel now, uh, going forward, having this character set up of the person of Jesus? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to word it, but I, I don't want to, don't want to oversell for anyone who hasn't seen it. But I, I like what yeah. you said. It, it is a make or break for me. It was a, it's it set in stone. Um, yeah, how I was already feeling, which is I think this is only going to get better. And yeah. <laughs> from going from these little glimpses to then getting a full episode of the main character that we've been waiting yeah. for. <laughs> but now to, it was it was it was Hannah's birth your wonderful wife Hannah's birthday when you were viewing this. Yeah. You know, a special birthday viewing present for her watching this I episode. Say, I saved a lot of money this year. That was my gift to her. <laughs> the tuck bar. Come on. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The uh how, how do you know, as a as a mother you know, as a, as a mother of kids, how did she take this episode? How did she receive it? Did she have any amazing insights that she does into this one? Well, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I stole most of hers for our, our conversation this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she, <laughs> she, she loved it because not only is she, you know, a, a mum of, of multiple kids, but since we've known each other, um, when – I mean, we met when she was late teens. She was already volunteering in in children's ministry when I first met wow. her. So wow. she's always wow. had a heart and a and a gift to be able to interact with kids in a in a faith setting and in a in a wow. real way too. And so I think this was I just picture any you know anyone in general, but but I, I picture you know any lady in general that's watching it that's got that either motherly heart or that passion for you know 
creating an environment for for kids where they can experience yes. God on their level, this is a quite a, a roller coaster of just oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I think I've got another marketing idea for us. You know, because I know that uh, you know Dallas and the, and the chosen team are now listening. They're looking uh, to us you know, now for for ideas. They're, they're, they've got. <laughs> They're listening with notepads uh, every time we we open our mouths here. We're coming out with marketing gold. I've got a whole whole, uh, uh, church teaching uh, program in mind. Uh, Imagine... A church teaching program, and we'll get you know, and because I mentioned him before, let's let's get George, uh, you know, George Harrison Xanthus here, our Aussie Aussie actor who's playing, uh, uh, you know, John. Let's get him presenting it, you know, um, because he's he's he, he's he's got a good hustle on. We we bring up a program for for people working in church ministry with young people. And the lessons are all based on little two-minute scenes from this episode. Oof. So it's oh little nuggets out of this episode. Let's watch how Jesus deals with awkward questions. Have you, have you ever experienced anything <laughs> like this? We see a scene of Jesus dealing with the questions. Now, watch, watch here how Jesus uh, gives uh, Joshua a nickname of Joshua the Brave, even though Joshua is obviously very timid. Jesus calls him Joshua the Brave, and how that brings out bravery in him, that's a great lesson. Though. Like all these little oh. nuggets to go in teaching... I like it. It's cool. I, I you picture, go, you go, yeah. And you know it's going to go well too when you've got lots of, of church leaders getting uncomfortable because they're like, okay, ever since your program came out, every time I say something and it sounds a little bit off to the kids, they say, where in scripture does it say that? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Mate. I, I think it's great. Let, let's, you know, he's setting up a, the next generation of of, yes. of Jewish people in, in Capernaum to- I love it. Take it back to the scripture if something sounds off that you're being taught. Yep. Oh, mate, we need a generation of that coming up now. Come on. Te- teaching curriculum. Dallas and the crew, we're only asking for 10% uh, of the royalties. We give you, you know, most most of it there. Just a little bit to come back to us to cover our costs, all right? We've got the ideas ready to go. Now, uh, we like to do two things at the end of every episode, and that is A, to get prophets' predictions. Oh. I mean, they call you the prophet, but I don't know how good your prediction powers actually are. <laughs> um, what do you think's coming up for episode four of The Chosen? Okay. Well, this one, my, my prediction was was on as far as, hey, it's going to be a good setup episode or a character development yes. or a plot line setup. But I definitely did not predict how how it would be done. <laughs> so for my next one, I, I'm going to be a bit broad here, but I'm I'm predicting that <laughs> he follows on from that to actually calling some disciples to follow him because he uh-huh. said to the kids that the I'm I have a few friends but I'm here to get some more and I hope that they're uh-huh. like you when I'm teaching them. So I think maybe maybe it's the come follow me time. I don't know, we'll see. I don't know. I That's like it. I'm, I like I'm where hoping, your head's at. I like where your head's at. But I'm predicting. <laughs> well, it is prophets' yeah. predictions there. All right. Now, the last thing we like to do on uh, on the episode of the uh, TUCB, I've got to get used to saying that, is uh, is we, we like to give it a score. You know, and the premise is we're, we're your teachers. Uh, Dallas and the crew have come back with episode three and, you know, their purpose here, let's say that their purpose for this was to give us a real introduction to the character of Jesus, right? We're finally getting to know this guy. 
Um, you know, and uh, so so we've got this as the the thirty minute episode. We've gone in. Look, for, first off, I might I might take a couple of marks off and go. 30 minutes, boys. 30 minutes? Uh, we couldn't go a little bit longer this week, you know. But they've given this in. They've handed in. What do we What do we score it out of 100? 100% is, is you know, the greatest thing ever. What do we... Slam dunk. Yeah, 50% is Shatter a pass. You know, if it's over 50%, it's a pass. What do you What do you feel in this week? Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask you to go first because I went first last week. <laughs> and, then, and then you changed where you were going to be. So I, I just want to hear... All right. Well, last week, last week I was a bit harsh. I gave it seventy-two. This one, I, like I said, I'm taking a couple of marks off because it is so short, and I wanted to spend more time in this happy little camping spot. Even if it was, I would be happy with a really art house moment of literally five minutes on screen. There's no talking. There's just we the camera just floats around and sees the kids working and Jesus just happily working together. I could watch that for five minutes and I'd and I'd give that a higher mark, right? I am taking off a couple of marks because of the shortness. I'm also taking off. I'm still feeling there are moments and things that the camera picks up on that makes me feel like they did. This is a really unusual episode because the some of the kids' wardrobe wardrobe some of the other kids wardrobes look fantastic as in they're filthy they look like mm. boys clothes they've run around and fallen in the dirt and they're great and then we have jesus's leather pouch for his tools which looks like it came off the showroom floor yesterday you know yeah, and, was, and, and and the and the and the very convenient leather placed. was alive this morning yeah <laughs> exactly exactly i know i'm being picky here i know i'm being picky but uh, you know the very conveniently placed brick wall corner in next to the camping spot, you know, fine. But it looked like again, it looked like it came out of the prop shop five minutes ago. It, it didn't look like real stones. It looked like it was made out of fiberglass, and someone had just done a whitewash on it. You know, quick, quick, we got to film tomorrow. Ah, it's okay. Get so there's little, the little moments there. So uh, that's me being, you know, picky DJ here. I do. I'm giving this one. I think, though, just in the in in the make or breakness of it, and there's something so sweet about this episode. I'm going to give this one 82. percent Oh, that's ten up from last that's week. 10, 10 up from last week. There's even in even oh with my. the distracting elements, Jonathan Rumi's performance as Jesus Christ. You know, in this in this thing, it is such a welcomed introduction, and there's so much you know phenomenal acting on his part every choice that he makes i think is near perfect in this episode i don't know if i'll always say that in every episode you know but but this one is he 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 stood up to the plate the pressure was on you know there's players on every every base the crowd is full. The crowd is chanting. He stood up. The pressure was on Jonathan Rumi. He took a swing and he knocked the ball so far out of the park that it, it yeah. brought it up to 82% for me. Come on. That's brilliant. I love, <laughs> I've, um, I've got a couple. I've, I've always got a couple puns up my sleeve. I need to. I need to not just. I need to just let them go in and just float away because like I got to. No, bring the pun. Anyway. Come on, bring the pun. Wrap yeah, it up no. with the pun. Oh, I've, I'll, I'll see if I'll, I'll get around to. It. I'll come back around to it. But you can tell that you you grew up loving eighties movies because if you can, you know, make something better with a five minute montage, you know that you grew up watching eighties movies. 
Jeez. It's just finding the right soundtrack, which, by the way, there was a, a bit of a montage moment. Yes. And the soundtrack in it uh, was that perfect mix of this, this southern bluesy gospel modern sound but the vocals, the hummings, uh, yes. all that had that kind of old kind of Middle Eastern feel yes. to it. And anyway, that was just a little notable moment there on the on the music tip. Um, I'm so I started off at I think I was 85 on the first one because I got the the kick in the chest. Yes, from uh, the Mary moment, I dropped down to 82 on the last one. Yeah, and then I've I'm straight back straight back to 85. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm up. And okay. Mainly for a couple of reasons. One is if you can pull off such a deep, heartfelt thing in a what I'd say similar to a bottle episode. Yes, um, bro, that's that's brilliant because location. It doesn't take a lot of budget. You're, you're filming in pretty much the one spot, apart from a couple of scenes, and to to still pull off something. And you can tell that they're filming, uh, whether it's sunny or whether it's raining. They've got to get it done because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was awesome too. Because I'm like, oh man, the kids are like, it's raining. Nah, I'm still going to help this uh, help this guy. Let's you know, let's keep learning from. Him. But yeah, I'm I'm back up because that was all heart for me. That um, and in a different way, like the Mary way, just it knocked me off my seat. Yes, uh, for a few reasons. Um, and this one was all heart for other reasons. Yeah. You know, I just the, the beauty of the character of of portraying Jesus, man. Love it. So I'm I'm back to 85, man, and I've. I've got a feeling it's gonna gonna keep climbing. I'm I'm in the highs of, right. of the marks. I love it. I love it. We're very very close there. Eighty two and ninety five percent for this one. Jesus loves little children. Season one, episode three. That's our discussion on that. We'll be back next week with episode four of uh, season one. But until then, please get in touch with us online. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love you to share this out with your friends as well. Uh, Evan, is there anything in particular that people can connect with you over? Yes, I I would love to hear some puns. I would love to hear some spin-off ideas. Uh, I'm I'm keen. We need a whole. We need a whole. Any line that you've that we've left unsent about the scroll doll line. Oh, get it. Keep it coming. Uh, you know we've got Mary's original scroll doll. We've got uh, Abigail, Sarah the doll. Uh, you know, we've got the horses and the horse collection here made by Jesus. What else can we, are we not marketing here? What else are we aren't marketing? It's it's going to happen. (laughs) I'm keen. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. Theme music from the Chosen soundtrack by Matthew S. Nelson and Dan Hasseltine. New episodes of this show are broadcast first on Fridays over on the tally.live. The podcast version then comes out the following Monday. You can subscribe for free in all good podcasting apps. This growing conversation about The Chosen is brought to you by the tally.live. The Tally is a new kind of online streaming Christian radio station. Listen and join the Tally family over at www. Dot the tally dot live. Until next time, remember, you are chosen. This was another DJP.fm production. <laughs>